You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hi and welcome to episode number 153 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast. And in this episode, you're going to learn the remarkable story of the woman who was the first ever woman to vote in Chicago and why she voted with her feet, literally. And in the bonus facts today, you're going to learn a little more about women voting in the United States. The first woman to cast a vote in Chicago did so with her feet. The woman was Kitty Smith. Smith lost her arms as a child after having both her arms and hands burned badly on a kitchen stove. It is unclear exactly how her arms came to be burned so badly that they needed amputated. It is thought by many that her father did it intentionally, given his history of alcoholism and abuse to his children, as well as the manner and severity in which she was burned. However, later in life, Kitty denied this and said it was an accident. In Kitty's own words, my father was a drinking man, and he was in the habit of sending his children to a neighbouring saloon for liquor, though I was sent more than any of the others. I remember tasting the liquor I carried, and thinking it was always beer. In November 1891, on the afternoon of Thanksgiving Day, my father and I were alone in the house, my brothers being at play out of doors, and in going about the house, I found a bottle filled with what I afterwards knew must have been whiskey. Being but a child, I picked up the bottle and drank freely from it. Its effect was almost immediate, and I grew weak and stupefied. My father was in an adjoining room and called me to go and put some wood on the kitchen fire, and I called back that I was sick and could not go, but he insisted, and I obeyed. I had taken the lids from the stove, when, from the combined effect of the heat and the liquor, my whole being gave way, and I sank onto the open stove, unconscious. I must have lain there some time, for the physicians and surgeons said that the bones in my hands and arms were amputated three inches from the shoulders. I was burned on the neck and chest, but those burns were not serious. We lived at this time at 548 Park Avenue, and neighbours claimed that my father was also intoxicated, and that he held me on the stove until my arms were burned, and that they heard me screaming. The Humane Society of Illinois took the matter and had my father placed under arrest. After a trial in the Justice Court, he was held to the grand jury, and on the final trial in the spring of 1892, he was acquitted for lack of evidence. Her father shortly after waived all rights to her, and her care was given to the children's home of Illinois, her mother already having died when Kitty was nine years old. During the next several years, she was taken to a variety of homes, often for only a few weeks at a time, and was supported by donations through the Kitty Smith Fund. She learned to write, sew, and do other tasks at the home for destitute and crippled children. Upon reaching adulthood, Kitty was on her own as far as supporting herself, and earned money by selling drawings, embroidery, and writing cards, all made with her feet. Kitty eventually became the first woman to vote in Chicago, Illinois, in 1913. Hold on there you say? The 19th Amendment wasn't passed until 1920. How was she able to vote in 1913? She was able to vote largely by the tenacious and persistent efforts of Gracie Wilbur Trout and her cohorts in 1912 through 1913. By their efforts, in Illinois, on June 26, 1913, women began being allowed to vote on the presidential election, as well as many other elections, with the bill being signed by the governor of Illinois in front of Trout. In 1913, an estimated 250,000 women, with Kitty Smith leading the way, voted in Chicago, Illinois, when the first Illinois election took place after that bill passed. And now for today's bonus facts. 
Along with writing and embroidery, Kitty was also able to dress herself, brush her teeth, comb her hair, and do other such common tasks, despite her lack of arms. She could also do common household tasks such as sweeping, mopping, cleaning stoves, etc. More amazingly, she could play the piano and type, as well as do semi-skilled woodwork, having made bookcases, desks, and other furniture completely by herself. Beyond all this, Kitty's story moved many people due to her extreme optimist and positive thinking, generally known to consider herself extremely lucky in life. By 1906, largely due to her endearing qualities and heart-wrenching story, she had collected over $35,000 worth of quarters, sent to her as a response to her distributed pamphlets, which included a slot for a quarter if people felt so moved to give. She then used this money to start her own company, which was dedicated to helping children overcome their handicaps. Bonus fact 2. After the U.S. Revolution, many women were allowed to vote in a few places in the United States, with the restriction typically being on relative wealth for both men and women. For instance, in New Jersey, whether male or female, you needed to have at least 50 pounds to vote, which is equivalent to about $7,800 today. The laws were later revised, though, and by the early 1800s, women were no longer allowed to vote in most all places in the United States. Bonus fact 3. Ellen Martin, in 1891, was the first woman to be able to vote in Lombard, Illinois. She noticed that the Lombard Charter on who could vote didn't mention gender. This charter superseded Illinois law, and thus, she was legally allowed to vote. She and 14 other women voted in the 1891 elections before the charter was amended. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.